Welcome to Bella Figura, the tradition of living beautifully. I am your host, Dolores Alfieri Taranto. On this show, we talk spirituality for the rest of us with a focus on the art of beautifying all facets of your life using heritage, culture, beauty by hand, ancestral traditions, and old world style as a means to do so. Hello there, my friends, and welcome back. This is the final episode of season three, and I know it's been a long time coming. I feel like I have been producing this season for an entire year, which is never my objective, of course. I start out each new season completely convinced I am going to stick to a rigid and consistent schedule. And as all of you know, I'm a one-woman show with a family, a business, a creative life, trying to take care of myself and everyone around me, just like all of you, basically, what all of you are doing. And it really gets tough to juggle everything that I'm juggling. This show means so much to me, and I know that it means a lot to all of you who are listening. So I never want you to think that the inconsistency in publishing episodes is for a lack of passion or care. It's simply just life and time. And also as a show that includes guests pretty much in every episode, there's scheduling involved with other people uh, who are also as busy as the rest of us are. So it just gets a little tricky. And planning my Uh, trip to Italy and then being in Italy for two months definitely set me back. So with that said, I'm really excited to be here wrapping up this season. I want to wrap it up with a bow fittingly enough in time for Christmas and the holidays and then take a little break and start the new year refreshed, reinvigorated, focused and ready to go with another wonderful season and introduce you to some lovely guests that I'm already lining up. And the theme for season four is going to be beauty. And I'm going to talk about beauty in all its facets as I try to do with every theme that I choose. So just a reminder that House of Tokemon continues to be a sponsor of Bella Figura podcast and for that I am so grateful what House of Tokemon does just perfectly aligns to what I'm trying to do here on the show and of course on my various other platforms and avenues of sharing content and conversation and expression and that is help us to return to old world styles in a very modern way We can't be nostalgic, we can't go backwards, but we can begin to look at the world we're currently living in and dial back some of the more troubling aspects of it. And in that vein, House of Tokemon sources vintage, non-toxic, hand-woven, that means made by hand, rugs from around the world and sells them to people like me and people like you who are looking to swap out as much of the toxic products like rugs that we have been told to buy in abundance and to buy quickly and to just replace when they get old and they get uh, faded and run down. So not only are we bringing chemicals like plastic 
and uh, recycled tires into our homes and letting our children play on these rugs. But on top of it, when they no longer hold up because they're made to be fast and they're made to be discarded, we're tossing them into the garbage and contributing to a very big problem in our current world. House of Tokemon helps eliminate all of that. These rugs, my friends, are made to last and they are gorgeous. House of Tokemon is offering Bella Figura listeners 25% off their order, which is an amazing incentive for you to head over to hotrugs.net, their website, and check out all the beautiful offerings that they have. I promise you, you're going to want to buy everything you see and bring it into your home. I've replaced my rugs, as many as I can so far, with House of Tokemon rugs, and I absolutely love it. They bring me joy. Use the code BELLA25 for 25% off your order. And also, just a quick reminder that Dry Farm Wines is also a sponsor of the show. Dry Farm Wines sources organic, biodynamic, low sugar, low alcohol, absolutely delicious wines from small, old world family wineries around the world and ships them directly to you. If you're planning to drink regular old wine that you pick up at the liquor store and champagne this holiday season, I urge you to check out Dry Farm Wines. You can use the link below in the show notes, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Bella Figura and just take a look at the beautiful wines they are offering. The price of these bottle of, bottles of wine are a little more expensive than the ones you're going to pick up for nine bucks at the store, but that is because they are high quality. You're drinking better, not necessarily more. You're putting things on your dinner table that you can feel good about, that you can stand by, that are good for your health, good for your body, good for the environment, and that taste absolutely delicious. This is Wine Elevated. So check out the link, dryfarmwines.com forward slash Bella Figura and receive a bottle for just a penny in your first order. Okay, so let's get this season three wrap up going. One thing I took away from my conversations with so many wonderful people this season is that slowing down is not just about movement, like pace. Slowing down is really about emotion, energy, the intention behind our movement, gracefulness, a possession of your power and your emotions. Slowing down is cooking. It's connecting to our ancestors. So it's this varied mix of things. It's not necessarily, hey, I'm going to do less, although that can certainly be an aspect of it. And my guest for episode one, Shelly Jesse, who is a rancher who also designs clothing using reclaimed fabric, which she explained to me means basically fabric that remains from fast fashion. So you have these big companies, these big designers who make their clothing for a season and then there'll be spools and spools and spools of fabric that they did not use left over. So instead of that fabric going into the garbage, a lot of small companies and a lot of 
solo designers like Shelley are now picking up that fabric and using it to make their own clothing and their own clothing lines. Another company that I really love that does this is Christy Dawn. It's making beautiful new fashion with fabrics that would otherwise just end up in the garbage. And that alone is a slowing down. It takes a lot of time to source those materials. It takes time to design them. It takes time to make them. And in that intention is a really beautiful way for us to just kind of pull the brakes on this super fast, consume, throw out, move on way of life, which of course is very new. For centuries and centuries and even in our grandparents' time, you would really invest in a nice piece, a coat, a jacket, a dress, and you took care of that coat and you took care of that dress because you intended to wear it for many, many, many years. Many things were handmade in their generation and you have to take good care of handmade things or they'll fall apart. And aside from all that, one thing I really loved from my conversation with Shelley was that we talked a lot about how to be productive and also slow down. Because I think especially as Americans or, you know, perhaps people who have a lot of ambition like me, and I'm sure like many of you, slowing down can seem like death. <laughs> like, you know, I can't slow down. I have so much that I want to do. I have so much that I want to create. I have so much that I want to put out into the world. And in that conversation in episode one, we really kind of just investigated that the idea that you actually can be super productive when you are doing it in a slow way because you're eliminating this frenzied, scattered, chicken with her head cut off, running all over the place energy that actually gets in our way more than it serves us. I know that a lot of days I have so many things to do. Actually, today being one of them, I look at my list that I make in the morning and I can get so overwhelmed that I end up being frantic because I don't know what to do first. And that's not helping me be productive. When I start to see myself doing that, I just step back and I think, just do the first thing. Just do the first thing. Keep your cool. Stay calm. And that's another way of saying, slow down. Just slow down. Take this one piece at a time. In episode three with Melissa Muller, of course, uh, she makes wonderfully delicious organic wine along with her husband, Fabio, in Sicily at the Feudo Montoni Winery. She's also the author of Sicily, a wonderful cookbook that has all these treasures of Sicilian cooking traditions. In my conversation with her, we talked a lot about living in accordance with nature and following who we really feel we are and doing things the longer way to keep tradition and to keep things uh, whole and pure. And that's really what Melissa has done. Melissa grew up in the town in New Jersey, right over the border from New York next to me. 
She had two really busy and successful Sicilian restaurants in New York City. She speaks three languages, maybe four, might be missing one. And I think she taught them to herself. So what I'm getting at is she's a really intelligent, really accomplished woman who grew up in the tri-state area, very busy, high-paced, overachiever area of the country. And she realized that it was just not for her. And she left it all behind. She moved to Sicily. She met her husband, Fabio. And now she spends her time farming on an organic farm that was established in the late 15th century that I was fortunate enough to see and spend a lot of time in when I was in Sicily this summer. It is gorgeous. It's literally as if time has stood still in that place. I mean, if you want to talk about slowing down and getting to the heart of things, Melissa is doing it. And I loved this reminder that food and how we make food and Then the next step, right, which is how we enjoy that food, is all a part of slowing down. Melissa and Fabio could possibly churn out thousands of more bottles of wine every year and perhaps make more money. I'm not really sure. I I don't know the economics of the wine industry, but I do know that this kind of fast food model obviously, is dominant because it makes people a lot of money. But instead, they've chosen to make really intentional wine. And they have grossed and amassed a wonderful reputation because of that. You taste their wines and you feel the land. You feel the care that they take. You feel the passion. And you can drink them knowing that they're organic and they're raised um, they're created in an environment where the grapes are raised and grown in a very loving way all of the grapes at their winery are hand picked i mean think about that in a day and age like this to go through your acres and acres and acres of grapevines and pick them all by hand when we were there those grapes were laying out in the courtyard in this 14th century courtyard drying in the sun because that that is the old world slow way of doing it and it makes the most beautiful wine that way so food traditions and not just not just how we not just how we make them although that is a huge part of it but how we then enjoy them and Melissa and Fabio very Southern Italian spirit where sitting around the table, cooking for friends, opening bottle and bottle of one after the other, bottle after bottle with, you know, children running around, friends coming in and out, family coming in and out. That is a slow way too of enjoying our lives. How are we creating the ingredients? How are we then using those ingredients? And then how are we eating what we make. All of that can be part of a lifestyle of slowing down. In episode four, I spoke to poet and undertaker Thomas Lynch in what remains one of my all-time favorite episodes for both podcasts that I've done. So that we're talking hundreds and hundreds of conversations with people. 
I really feel like that episode is a public service announcement for folks like us. And we talked about death and mourning, which is not something that people really want to talk about often. And obviously I understand that. I don't want to talk about it often, but I do think it is important to talk about sometimes. And I think it's important for where we're at right now when it comes to giving ourselves time and space to grieve. I think it's important to revisit what we can actually do in that space because as I spoke about with Thomas, we've gone so far from these ancient rituals and rites that were absolutely designed to help people let go of those that they love and to help those that have passed move on and let go of the living. We are, as part of this sped up society, it's almost as if we no longer have the time to mourn. We don't, we don't want to give it time. We don't want to slow down and feel the things that are involved with grief and mourning. We don't want to slow down and look into that abyss of death and loss and grief. We just want to skate over them, just stay on the surface. And of course, that really causes causes us a lot of harm. It isn't a surprise when you look at uh, this issue, I mean, among others, if you look at this aspect of life and then look at the rates of suicide, the rates of depression, anxiety, uh, medications that people are on, you know, without rituals, without slowing down to feel the very human, ancient things that we feel, we end up like that. I mean, we end up a society that is basically emotionally, mentally, and spiritually very ill. And I loved talking to Thomas because as an undertaker, of course, death is his business. (laughs) And as a uh, award-winning, very highly respected poet and writer, he has the tools, he has the craft, he has the temperament to interpret, you know, that his work, right? His, uh, his, his uh, living in a way and interpret it through a, a gift of poetry and craft. So our conversation is very poetic very moving. And we talked a lot about old world mourning and how these rituals allowed us to profit, process grief and loss. And he talked about how in his own lifetime, his, his father taught him the trade and his grandfather uh, began it. So it's a family tradition uh, of being an undertaker and how even in his lifetime, he's seen such a shift from funerals where it was very uh, religious, very spiritual, very intentional, very heavy with emotion and ritual to now basically fast and easy. People want to be cremated. They want to be put or their families want them uh, this way. You know, either way, they want to be put in an urn that's kind of kitschy, right? Uh, Let's say Frank like golf in life. So you put Frank's urns in a a little statue that has a golf bag on it, you know, and then there's no body at the morning. There's just 
Frank's golf bag and then the little urn of a golf bag with Frank's ashes in it. Now, this is not to disparage what people are, are choosing, but it is to say that this is a way of keeping a lot of distance between death and feeling the pangs of it. There is a big difference from, you know, more, uh, moaning and mourning over a body and keening in, in the old tradition over a body and kind of smiling at an urn and a golf bag and saying, oh, he loved golf. He'd want us to be happy. He'd want us to be smiling right now. And all of that is just a part of a culture that does not want to live slowly. It doesn't want to take the season of a life that has been thrown into grief and live in it. It wants to move right past that season and just hop back into fast-paced, easy, on the surface, don't have to dive too deep, don't have to spend too much time life. If you haven't listened to that episode, I definitely encourage you to. It is uh, it is a little dark, but it's not either. It's not really dark because we're I think feel like we're really transmuting the darkness into beauty and into poetry and things that are really useful to anybody who's listening to this show. That's for sure. And uh, just a reminder, I'll definitely link to all of these episodes in the show notes. So if you want to check them out. But you can always head over to my website, bellafigurapodcast.com, and they're all listed there. And shifting back to the kitchen, once more, episode five with Mallory Vaudois, author of Honoring Your Ancestors, was a terrific exploration of why honoring our ancestors and learning to be in communion with them can be a form of meditation which is to say a way of slowing down. And the great part of this conversation was that the kitchen featured really prominently. And one of my most extensive altars is in my kitchen. It's in the corner of the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Counter. Yes, that complicated and troubling word. It's in the corner of my kitchen, one of my uh, kitchen counters. And I just instinctually many years ago started adding items there, photos, candles, and, and other trinkets, talisman, amulets that just made me feel connected to my heritage and to the people who came before me. And I think the kitchen is such an important place to do this. And Mallory only confirmed that for me. Mallory sees cooking as a way to connect with our ancestors. And the way she described it was, when you're in the kitchen, and let's say you're chopping garlic or any other food item that might be, or herb that might be innate to your heritage and your culture, or even just your family history. You know, if your family used a lot of rhubarb growing up and there you are slicing some fresh rhubarb, this is a great moment to, while you're chopping, just pause. Instead of letting millions of 
thoughts that are just noise run through your head what you have to do later what you have to do next what you didn't do yesterday who aggravated you who offended you blah 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 blah. that mental noise we all have instead you stop you recognize that you are chopping something generations of your ancestors chopped before you and you stay in that space and you just thank them You thank them for the body they've given you. You recognize that you are a continuation of this tradition and this lineage. And in that moment, you've just meditated. In that moment, you've just slowed down. And I love this because I think a lot of times we get this idea that we have to make this big production out of connecting with our ancestors and you know, buy new candles and new tools and new books. And that's not the case. You just need to get in the kitchen and cook something and slow down and take a moment to just connect with your heart, your mind, your prayers, and that's it. And of course, that's really a large reason why I started this show, Spirituality for the Rest of Us. Just this idea that we don't have to make a big deal out of these things. We can just kind of sift them into our life like sugar and make them a very pedestrian, everyday part of who we are. Just as I know in my case, generations of women did before me. My mother always had an altar in her bedroom of all the dead, candles and other items, palms. She never made a big deal out of it. It was just what she did it was just what women like her did and I love that idea of let's not make a big production let's just be and let's not pretend we have to buy things or take on a new a new uh, personality or a new vernacular just chop some garlic slow down take a minute think of those who came before you recognize that you are the continuation of that line My conversation with Jennifer L. Scott in episode six, Jennifer is the author of the Madam Chic series, and she also has a very vibrant channel on YouTube. My conversation with her was so refreshing and inspiring. She was talking about her approach to slowing down. And I loved her phrasing and her view on this because for her... Slowing down has to do with your emotions and learning to not react. Learning to control your emotions, learning to pause. In that space between when one of your children aggravates you and you react, slowing down is making that pause larger and larger and larger and staying in a space of gracefulness. Now, This is, to me, something doable. (laughs) If you tell me I need to be Zen or I need to be a Buddhist nun or I need to meditate for three hours every day or do breath work for an hour every morning, I'm really overwhelmed. I'm a little bit out of my element. But if you tell me that slowing down means being graceful, I feel that like I feel that deep in my bones and I loved this conversation because it was a framework that clicked for me. She 
really encourages people to cultivate grace as a way to slow down. And she emphasized the fact that as mothers, as wives, as as the heads of our own households, women are responsible for creating the energy in their homes. So we have to be careful. What weather are we emanating into our homes? What weather are we creating as a climate for our families to then live within? And it can get really overwhelming. All of the plates were spinning and it can be frustrating and we can snap so easily. And part of this practice in this, in this way, right? In this way of looking at slowing down is to take, take a breath between the occurrence and your reaction and keep your head held high, keep your shoulders back and be graceful. Be graceful in your movements, be graceful in your words, be graceful in your energy, be graceful in your reaction to your children, how you speak to them in your reactions to your husband and how you speak to them in your in your work, in everything you do. Think about being graceful. And last but certainly not least, as I said in the beginning, I just wanted to do a, an overview of the season and kind of refresh and go through some of the major tenants that I took away, but there's certainly a lot more treasure in all of these 10 episodes. So if you haven't listened to the whole season, definitely go back and do so. But last but not least is my two-part episode with my dear friend, John Viola. And one of the main things that stuck out from our conversation was when we were talking about our visit to my husband's ancestral homeland, the island of Alicudi in Sicily, where we went together, John and I, along with Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead and our families. We went to Alicudi, among other places, just this past September. And we were talking about one of our experiences there and how at one point John leaned into me and said, this is the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, the hair on my arms stood, which always tells me I'm dealing with truth and something transcendent. And we were talking about that. And John basically said, slowing down is allowing yourself to be guided by the Holy Spirit. It's living slow enough, moving slow enough, doing slow enough that you allow space for mystery and guidance and the transcendent and even supernatural to come through and work its magic in your life. If we're always moving at a hundred miles per hour, if our minds are always cluttered with noise and largely irrelevant thought, then we can't hear the Holy Spirit or whatever it is that you feel gives you guidance from the spirit world, from beyond. So slowing down is listening to that voice and then having the grace, the trust, the faith to act and to move in the direction of where that spirit is guiding you. I love that as a 
kind of final note for season three. We had explored all of these different facets of slowing down from from literal movement to grace to fashion to food to ancestors to death and grief and it just seemed perfect to end it on the note of slowing down to be guided and to let your life be led and your adventures and experiences and relationships be moved by the spirit so i hope you guys loved this season i certainly did i will say in terms of places that i still need to work on i mean honestly all of it (laughs) it's not as though i am suddenly living every single moment and every single day as I would like to but I have definitely made strides and for what it's worth to some of you I'm sure many of you who are who are similar what I really find helpful with these tools and these perspectives is catching myself when I step out of the way that I'd like to be So, for instance, in the analogy I gave earlier about being overwhelmed by a to-do list and then kind of just stepping back, it takes time to incorporate a new way of being into our lives or to turn up a couple notches a way that we have been. It's a process. But all of these tools that I highlighted for you today, I have been using I mess up, I screw up all the time, and I just bring myself back to them, to each and every one of them as needed. And so with that said, I'm going to head into the kitchen right now because I want to slow down and cook. I've been feeling a need to just spend as much time in there as I can. I want to make some gingerbread cookies and I want to frost them in a really beautiful way. I want my son to help me do it. And I want to make a panettone. (laughs) Tis the season after all. I just want to feel that connection. So I've been sick and I'm feeling better now and I've been busy and now it's time to slow down and spend some time in the kitchen making beautiful things to eat. So have a wonderful, wonderful and Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Have a wonderful new year all the other holidays you may celebrate. I will be back in 2023 with season four where the theme is beauty. Thanks for being here with me. Here's to knowing your roots and cultivating a beautiful life from their power.